Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, Stadium Series is in the books, and the Islanders will not wear the ribbon. Yaramir Yager gets his flowers and mullets. The Bruins are stumbling. Are they frauds or are they assholes? And what the hell is Family Day? That's not a real thing. It's What Chaos. Hey, Whatnuts, it is Monday, February 19th. It's What Chaos presented by Prize Picks, and it is U.S. President's Day. We got Pete Blackburn, a.k.a. Slight D. Eisenhower, because he's got a small penis. Uh, we got Sean DePaz, a.k.a. Ray James Madison, and I'm DJ Bean, a.k.a. Joe Biden. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Slight D. Eisenhower is... Both a tremendous and also hurtful nickname. <laughs> I mean, I thought of it like 30 seconds ago. I was like, fuck, I haven't done nicknames in a while. I uh, I assumed that the slight was like a, he's just like a, a wee bit of a thing kind of joke. And then you went to slight D and then I was like, okay, that makes more and sense. That, so initially, again, this all took place over like eight seconds in my brain. It, I was going to go with white D Eisenhower, but pointing out that like somebody is white by doing a pun on a president's nickname doesn't really work because I could just say like, it's Pete Blackburn, AKA Bill Clinton. And everyone would be like, yeah, he's white because of all the presidents. Yeah. Right. So I mean, historically slight D is tremendous. Yeah. And that's when I was just like slight. Cause that just sounds like a thing. And then I was like, Oh, slight D like suddenly he's got a small penis. Let's get into the, let's get into that. And, uh, so there you are. And then, uh, I Ray J. I just wanted to do Ray J again. Yeah, I respect that. James Madison character in Hamilton. So respect. Oh, okay. So you'll know U.S. presidents better than uh, me, Sean. Yes. Is James Madison a good choice there? Because there are some that like start with like a J that I could have gone with. Uh, like, a, a good as in was he a good president? No, I like, feel like none of them were good presidents. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have much context for that. Like, I mean, yeah, it was a good uh, Ray J. Yeah. I think James is the best way to go about that. Explain Ray J joke, says somebody in the chat. So uh, Explain with video, they said. What's that? Explain with video. Oh, God. Uh, All right, well. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Sean's Ray J Paterka because (laughs) he watches. I thought you were going to talk to the video. I'd be like, and now the video. Yeah, because he watches uh, J.J. Paterka's 
game tape over and over and over yes. again. So he's Ray J. Paterka. Uh, and it is what chaos. It is U.S. President's Day. So we got a fun day today because even though uh, this show exists to be listened to later, we're going to be aware that we got some games coming up today and we got like a slate of fun day games, including uh, a 4 p.m. Jets Flames game. Wild. Damn. Gotta have the Canadians celebrate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely Two makes Canadian no teams. sense. Every single one of those fans is at work right now. They are working <laughs> yeah, and they right. will be working at 4 p.m. Canada just getting in on the U.S. President's Day. I love it. Well, well you don't also, want to win t- today that, because you don't want the uh, you don't want the President's Day curse. with the president's takers yeah that's true uh it's weird like because winnipeg and calgary no matter where it's played like that game is probably at like one or two p.m right yeah i would yeah i would say so which like literally every person in both of those cities is going to be at work uh do do y'all have the slate today memorized because i sneaky kind of do I am hammering, and by hammering, I mean watching and probably betting on uh, Bruins Stars at 1 p.m. We're going to talk about the Bruins today and actually break down the Bruins a little bit. Not break down, but discuss that they kind of suck. They're at 1, and then at 4. 4 is where really all the fun shit happens. That's where you got the confused Canadian teams playing each other saying, what is this for? And you've also got the Oilers playing the Coyotes. And Sean, got something to say about your Yope boys? Oh, they're just god awful. Cheeks, baby. Cheeks, one, buddy. They sink. One, eight, and one over their last 10. That's nine straight winless games. Very bad for the Arizona Coyotes. They are fully back in uh, tank watch, which was so obviously we not We were discussing before. On. I'll take Celebrini on the Coyotes. As long as they're the Coyotes. Right. You have you no don't interest want in him and you being in Utah. The, oh, man. Imagine the um, the accusations of, oh, yeah. of rigging but, if yeah, they, they move the team and then they immediately get the first pick. Oh, uh, that has to be a you announce the move after the pick and be like, oh, wow, how'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, Ugh. I uh, like it. Uh, did uh, I have an exciting weekend, though. Wait, there's news in the chat. It's also a holiday in Canada. What? Family day is like a whole other family thing. day. That sounds like the most made up shit ever. But yeah, also for real. Celebrating like the presidents is kind of weird, too, to me. So go off. But yeah, I guess no, it's a holiday. Celebrating the presidents. Sounds weird for the earth. It doesn't sound weird for America. Well, yeah, I mean, it's very on brand. But I mean, when you look at it from like a... What is family day? Like the one day out of the year that you care about your family and instead of spending time with them, you just get to go watch Jets uh, Jets Flames at 1 p.m.? I'll tell you what, every time... Connor McDavid undresses somebody today. I'm going to be like, please, he has a family day. (laughs) Or like, on family day? On family day, no less. Uh, it's a family day miracle. It, it, like Sharks a, win. Apparently, Alberta just started it in like 1990. They're like, we're just doing this now. And then no one else caught on until Saskatchewan did it in 07. That's just weird to me. Interesting. Um, Dang. I'm going to need some help getting caught up because... Learned this. I've uh, I've been paying... I feel like I've been paying attention to the league, obviously. We've been doing the show, but like... I have been all over the place, both literally and uh, like mentally. Time zones have really kind of thrown out of whack the teams that I usually watch. I've spent way too much time watching the Chicago Blackhawks over the past week, obviously. So uh, this is a good catch-up day for me. First day back in studio in a couple weeks. I'm going to need you you both to kind of catch me up on what I've missed. Okay, so you understand the Coyotes stink. Yeah. You understand the Jets stink. Yep, and the Bruins. You and you understand the Bruins stink. Yep. 
The Panthers are really good. Yep. The Rangers are unbelievable right now. One of the best games of the season we saw in the stadium series. We'll talk about that. That was a very, bit. very good. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, no one's been fired the last Yarmo. week or Yarmo, but like no head coaches have been fired. No big trades. Have. Kings are pretty good again. Kings are Kings have gotten better under Hiller. That's nice. They spoiled Yager night last they night. They did. They also spoiled uh, my stadium series pregame by beating the Bruins uh, in overtime. Oh, man. That was not a great day. I was getting text messages like I had a child every time James Van Reem's like scoring in that game. <laughs> Parents, friends being like, oh, hope you bet James Van Reem's like today. I was like, this is the one game all season. I haven't. This is the one day I haven't bet Pierre-Luc Dubois or James Van Reem's like to score. So I did not uh, get any earnings there. But I think that that generally catches you up, right? You just got to know that the Coyotes have fallen. I actually don't got to know that the Coyotes have fallen off because they're not going to make the playoffs, so they're not super relevant. Uh, the Jets have come back down to earth. Mm -hmm. The Rangers are looking more and more for real. And the Panthers are positioning themselves for great success, Borat voice, maybe a little earlier than we would have thought because they they strike us as late bloomers in recent years. Yeah, they they have been and uh you know, I feel like I've been had I've been tempering my expectations for the Bruins for for a while, mm -hmm. but this kind of coinciding with the Panthers rise is is no bueno because we'll talk about it later, but like you don't want to you don't want to be in that two spot in the Atlantic, I don't think. Fuck it. Let's talk Bruins right now. We've just been dancing around it. We got an ad read coming up in a few minutes anyway. Right. So let's just Fine. fucking empty out the Bruins thing. So uh, the Panthers have overtaken the top spot in the Eastern Conference as the Bruins have only one win in six games since the All-Star break. They're 1-3-2. and two. Uh, Their only win, if you're thinking of placing a bet on them today against the Stars, was against the best team in the NHL, a 4 nothing shutout win over the Canucks. So at least they got that going for them. They can beat good teams. Uh, they have scored one or zero goals in three of six games since the break, 0-3-0 in those games. They're 31st in goals per game since the break. Only the Jets, who I told you suck, mm -hmm. have been worse. They're 31st in power play percentage, scoring at an 8.7% clip, 27th in PK, 17th in goals against per game since the break. So their goaltending has gotten worse, but not so terrible the way that their scoring has. Uh, they've really had two guys performing offensively for them. David Pasternak, JVR, Pavel Zaka to a degree, but I think they have only got three guys who even have like half a point Per game right now uh, they still have a sizable lead over Toronto and Tampa for second in the Atlantic uh, they would get one of those teams if they end up finishing second but they could still end up finishing first the question is and admittedly you said you haven't been able to see a ton of shit what's going on with your Boston Bruins yeah that's a it's a good question I, I've again I was expecting them to hit, hit us hit some skids here and there but I don't I don't think I ever expected it to look like this in which goaltending hasn't been great they haven't been scoring like that's not the problems that I would anticipate the Bruins having, but uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. Well, you've been watching them closer than I have. I've you, been, you've been front row seats physically watching yeah. them. Just fucking going to Bruins games. Sean, I went to the Kraken game the other night oh, yeah. and I got to say, I tweeted out at one point. I was like, Hey, there's not a ton to like tonight, but I like how Morgan geeky looks. And I was getting a lot of, what do you mean? There's not a ton to like, they're just not burying their chances. They're the better team. was like, Fuck off <laughs> with that. Did you get popcorn? I did get popcorn. What I went did? back did to the same fucked? guy to see if he would fuck me. 
Did, Did he? he get fucked? He didn't fuck me. Oh, he didn't go. fuck you? Okay. He gave me it was a good, one night stand. He gave me good popcorn and then said, uh, when, when I paid, still didn't tip him. We'll never tip that man. He said, uh, uh, all right, buddy. All, like, he hit you with a buddy? Like called me. No, not, not in like the Dane Cook bit way. Okay. In like a positive, like, have a good one, like my friend. And I wanted to be like, you'll never be my friend. <laughs> The, you uh, fucked me that one time. Somebody said that uh, your your popcorn guy is like that story from the um, was the Waffle House, the Waffle House cook. Oh, we'll talk about that oh, yeah. with the Reddit where the oh, the, yeah. the ladies like my boy, my fiance keeps going back to the same Waffle House to fight the cook and just does it like once a week. Yeah, that's you and the popcorn guy from TD Garden. That's me with that guy. And the funny thing is, the other person in because the, there's the, there's two people in that uh, little station. Mm-hmm. The other person is having a blast with his customers. Okay. <laughs> they're like regulars. They, I, cause there, there were two lines when I went, I got in the shorter one. I should have known that's slept on. Don't always get in the shorter line. Maybe the people ahead of you know something. Maybe they know this is the good guy because I'll tell you they're what, not getting shitty popcorn. that guy was not fucking his clients. That's right. <laughs> and this guy was fucking me profusely. But uh, in the, the cracking game, a Joey Decord, mm-hmm. dog, pride of Arizona State University, stud. so he was making a lot of great saves. But when you are in a bad way and you've slipped quite a bit since you've uh, come back from the break you do need to be and now i'm going to get into hockey speak which is kind of annoying you do need to be bearing down a little more there was a chance i want to say it was it was either jvr or geeky just like essentially passed a puck through the crease with an empty net just little shit like that so Mm. i think that maybe it gets in your head after a while when you're not scoring because they have not been scoring jvr had a nice little breakout game first period on saturday against the kings but they end up blowing that. They have the power play in overtime. Can't capitalize. I don't think that they are going to fall off a cliff and crash into be whatever. I will remind people our expectation was not that the Bruins were going to be the best team in the Eastern Conference this season. Yeah. Our expectation was, I mean, I, I thought they were going to make the playoffs. I, yeah. I mean, I was on that train too. I, I But I, I also think that we got half a season worth of sample size and that this team is capable of being the best team in the Eastern Conference. So I think that you you readjust your expectations. There. So you put them into they can win their division, which they absolutely still can. Yep. The Panthers might cool off. They might end up getting a little hotter. I'll also note, both games I went to, they fucking played Don't Stop Believing. And no, no, uh, living on a prayer? Living on living a prayer. Living on a prayer, yeah. And... Uh, they had a great, the Bruins had a great scoring chance after living on a prayer one of the times against the Kraken, and I was so happy he didn't go you in. You know what I figured out? Fuck you, you don't play that song. You know what I figured out? They play living on a prayer every game at the midway point in the game. Oh, we're halfway there. I figured that out last time I was at the game. That's not bad. I didn't realize that it was at that point every night. That's stu- I hate it's stupid. It's still but stupid, it's stupid I hate but it. at least it has a purpose, you know? Like, I didn't realize that there was... There was like a joke behind it. You know what I would way. like better? And I famously have never been on board with playing this song at games. Do something. Play the fucking national anthem. Halfway through the game. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that would be honestly if you had like different Europeans or whatever, like their national anthem being their goal song. Yeah. Would be incredible. Yeah. We had that idea with uh, uh, Jeff Skinner. Oh, yeah. We were like, you should make the make it the Canadian national anthem. Yeah. 
And so. then everybody would be, why are they doing this with Buffalo? I don't understand it. But uh, fear not, Bruins fans. You do need, I would say, I still would like another good forward. I don't know if it needs to be a center or a wing, uh, but I've, I've talked myself out of Adam Henrique just based off of uh, like what it, what the cost is going to be with the center, the center, uh, all the centers or all the centers, the centers have been traded. Right. So Henrique is now, is now like prize, a second round pick for that guy. Yeah. He's now the prize. And like, when you look at the Bruins and where they're at, they don't have money. They don't really have draft picks. Uh, I mean, you, get, you you don't have a pick in the first three rounds of this this year's draft. You could always trade like a future first, but at some point you have to pick in the first round if you're the Bruins. Uh, they don't have picks. They don't have a great prospect pool. So, like, how are you going to make a big splash? That's the big question. And it's not worth it if you're doing that for Adam Henrique. Exactly. I don't think so. And I've been I've been like lightly toying with the idea of a Frank Vetrano trade. I would love to see him on the Bruins. I think that he would certainly help. And obviously, the closer that guy gets to me and closer he gets to my heart, I'm going to be so happy. But I truly believe, and I've, I threw this in the group chat, but I truly believe Frank Vetrano to the New York Rangers makes way too much fucking sense because he was great when the Rangers traded for him a couple of years ago. Uh, the Blake Wheeler injury opens up a spot. I think they could definitely use the help. And if we know anything about Frank Vetrano, I feel like he would love to play for the New York Rangers again. Famously so. said it's his favorite jersey he's ever worn. Uh, I Rangers fans have been trying to will this into existence forever. Shout out the fucking horrible format of Twitter, formerly X, because I don't follow a lot of Rangers fans, but I see a lot of tweets about Frank Vetrano, and they're all Rangers fans being like, Get Frank Vetrano back on the Rangers. He would be a good ad for them. Uh, I think he doesn't do a ton at five on five. I think he's kind of been a special teams kind of master PK of disaster. Specialist. Well, he kills penalties, <laughs> yeah, which know. is fucking incredible. Love that guy. What a legend for that. Uh, my only concern is if he ends up on the Rangers, we will never hear from him again. That's true. Because the Rangers don't let their players go on podcasts and the Rangers don't let Pete have anything to do with their team. So we would really, for real, never, ever talk to Frank Vetrano again. I like the Ducks. I like Frank. I like Sammy. I like all our friends over there. I like Frank a duck. That's and fair, yeah. If they end up getting if the Ducks or the Sharks end up getting Macklin Celebrini, we are made in the shade, my brother. Yeah, we sure are. <laughs> we are making incredible content. Or honestly, or the Blackhawks. Yeah, that's we're in pretty good shape when it comes to uh I mean, even the Blue Jackets. Teams that like us. What are the Arizona Coyotes now? Bad that, teams are uh, are all about us. Here's and I don't a question. Know if that's a coincidence. Like are, are they They're just, like we'll take anything. Right, yeah. But bad teams are all about us. Uh speaking of which, we do have the Buffalo Sabres uh package that has yet to be opened. We will do a live unboxing at the end of this episode. Find out what's in there, but I'm very excited to find out. Uh I am going to pull up so the Bruins play famously today at 1 p.m. Yeah. I am pulling up what tickets look like for their game on game time. Do does everybody have Presence day off. I've never worked a real job, so I don't know. Alan doesn't have it off. Ah, looking at game time, uh, it looks like this is an in-demand game. Oh, damn. But as we get closer to the game, it, the game is in like 40, 38 <laughs> minutes. Uh, who knows what can happen? And that's why I like the game time experience. I go on there. I monitor. 
I watch. I see the cheapest. They highlight that in red with a little flame. There's little flash deals. You have the whole map of the arena. It isn't some generic thing that doesn't look anything like what yeah, your experience is going to look like. Game time lays it out very, very nice and easily, and I love that. Uh, use the code CHAOS for uh, $20 off your... I lost the read. Use the code CHAOS for $20 off your first purchase. You can download the Game Time app, create an account. It's very, very easy. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code CHAOS for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let me ask you this question before we move on from the Bruins. Do you yep. think that they're officially on Fraud Watch? No, I think that the Eastern Conference is on Fraud Watch. Even that, with that's the, even with, my thing. Even with the, uh, the surge of the Panthers and Rangers? I don't, I still don't think the Rangers are world beaters. Or, I think the Rangers, I think that the the junior circuit, as we call the Eastern Conference, is going to have teams surge and have their great moments. Uh, we'll talk about this in a second. The Rangers played against a bunch of assholes yesterday. So, so did so did the Devils on on, uh, on Saturday. The Devils, I think the Devils are are right back in the picture. Devils the are in the picture. Islanders are on asshole watch. I think the I think you could throw the Flyers on asshole watch as well because I don't think you can call them frauds because nobody ever really truly believed in them. Are they on pumpkin watch? They wear orange. They do wear orange. They do. You know? Have you heard about this? When they, you turn back into a pumpkin? Yes. I I I, I say that quite a bit. Uh, the only team that I would I think that I would put on fraud watch. At this point, is the St. Louis Blues, but even them, nobody expected anything super great from them. I suppose. And they're what are they? They're third in the Pacific. I kind of want to throw the the Canucks on fraud watch because I, I I just expect them to flame out in the playoffs and get like punched in the mouth and fold. No, no, they, but they're, they're so fun, and I don't want to call them frauds. They're on fraud. I mean, they're on President's Trophy get bounced in the first round. Watch. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, they're probably like my my number one fraud watch heading into the playoffs. Do you but, have anybody else on the asshole Canucks watch? Have, the Canucks have never been more likable than they are right now, and that's a little scary to me. Uh, who am I putting on asshole watch? Uh, Sabers should be on asshole watch for Sabres you. Sabers have been on asshole watch since day one of the season. No, you said that you put them on almost in the mix watch. I know, but then they immediately turned into assholes and made me look like an asshole. They're definitely not making the playoffs, by the way. So scratch that. Although I will say my take from a part of my take from that, it has aged pretty well and saying that I don't think the Kings are as bad as they've looked. And you're like, no, maybe the Kings just suck. I don't think the Kings suck. I think they're bouncing it back a little bit. No, I I, I also said that I uh, will never admit <laughs> that the Kings suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let me see. Kings don't suck. Are the Jets not on Fraud Watch? No, I don't think so. I still believe in the Jets. Jets are on... I'm starting to view the Jets the way that you've talked about the Canucks. They're a team that is not... was not Obviously, they were expected to be better than the Canucks, I'd say, but they were I not... I don't know about that. Not with, uh, not with like... Well, yeah, I guess with that, the offseason, they didn't yeah. really know. But, um, like, they're a team that doesn't have a whole lot of playoff experience. Like, I feel like they are set up to do... 
bounced early in the playoffs too, despite the fact that they've been one of the better teams. I feel year. like the Jets make the playoffs. They just never do anything in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I like how this organically kind of started out. Uh, we weren't planning on starting with Bruins, but I think that this has set us up nice to get a little momentum as we uh, discuss the stadium series and Yarmir Yager's retirement. Uh, you were at the stadium series at MetLife Stadium on Saturday for the Devils doubling up the Flyers. Mm-hmm. How'd you enjoy that experience? It was a whole lot of fun. Um, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was the best stadium series that I've ever been to. I thought there was some weird stuff going on there, but like it was a really good time. And I will admit that like I didn't get the full experience of the stadium series, one, because I didn't go on Sunday. But I like kind of stayed in my own little bubble on Saturday. I hung out with like the same 12 people the entire day, stuck to like a, a small portion of the parking lot, had the tailgate. But like overall, that experience, if you get to do the stadium series, you know, obviously it's on a lower level than the Winter Classic, but it's still so much fun. And it really is about like the fan experience for like for that day. And I had a blast. I cannot fucking wait for next year's stadium series. Yes. It's good. next year's in gonna Ohio. Be that's going to be the best. I will say I like, want to leave now for it. Last year in at NC State was probably the best outdoor game that I've ever been to and it was like on a much smaller scale. Obviously that that football stadium for NC State not nearly as big, but man the atmosphere that they had for that and like the tailgating scene for that game makes me really, really excited for next year at the Horseshoe because it's like essentially the size and scale of an NFL game more, maybe more. I don't know what the capacity more, of the Horseshoe is. I think it's is. like 80K. So it's going to be more people, but with like that college atmosphere. Uh, MetLife, by the way, is just like the most hideous building that I've ever really? been to in my life. Yeah. Never been. It's It's horrible. It's, it's, the it, inside was fine, but like it is... The most unremarkable stadium you've ever seen in your life. Uh, remember when I said 80K, it's actually 102. 100 and what? 102,000. Jesus Christ. Damn. Uh, how were the Jonas Brothers? They were fine. What, what What did you experience with them? So they did a concert and then they also did I got an the intermission. intermissions. Yeah. You only got the intermission. All right, yeah. Sean, pull up, the, uh, pull up the set list. All right. So their main performance, this would have been before the show, before the game. Uh, the main performance, yeah, it was before the game, yeah. All right, Only Human, I don't think I know that song. Waffle House, Bang Peace, yeah. Year 3000, don't know what that is. Paranoid, that's you a You don't block. know what the year 3000? You don't know Year 3000? That's like Do their I? most popular. That's definitely like Went their biggest song. the year 3000. It says it's a busted cover? I don't know what that means, but... Maybe that's a cover. So Paranoid uh, is a Black Sabbath cover. Uh, that's for sure what they were doing. Uh, when You Look Me in the Eyes, I don't know what that is. I'm glad that they oh, did... That too. I'm glad that they did... The Eagles thing of like, you know what? We're going to do some Don Henley songs. Yeah. We're going to do a Joe Walsh song. Uh, th- they did Jealous, which is amazing, obviously. Cake by the Ocean, which at the time that came out, everyone was like, this is stupid. That might overall be the most fun shit that any of the Jonas Brothers do. Uh, Burn it up, everybody knows. And then Sucker. I'll tell you what. I like that set list. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's Man, a hard earned that's a rotund set list. <laughs> I was not willing to miss like the part of the tailgate to go in early and watch the Jonas Brothers, especially like with Stadium Series and outdoor game when it's cold. You don't want to be sitting in a seat longer than you have to, as opposed to drinking free beers that you bring in. So I, I did miss the the pregame show, but like they've got some, they got more bangers than I thought. So so I 
Especially but. if you open it up to the individual brothers and their catalogs. Yeah. I was considering, I mean, Kevin's just got a... I was going to say, where's Kevin's solo The deepest <laughs> catalog. You know what? Kevin seems fucking cool, though. Kevin's like... He seems like the best. I'm a dad. And like, look, none of us are doing anything up here. <laughs> like, I'm just the only one that doesn't pretend I'm doing something up here. That's All fair. right. Fucking Nick gets a fucking gospel choir behind him and he claps while they sing. Nick's not fucking doing anything. I always say that Nick is Nick Jonas has been like cursed with being a musician because he's not like a super musical cat. None of them are. He's like a cool, hot Kind of hot. Like, I don't even think he's that hot. He's like five foot five. Shout out to my guy. Uh, my favorite Jonas brother, by the way, by far. And I tweeted this during a good don't, segment don't that uh, PK did with oh, them. It, it was good. Uh, Ellen said it was horrible. Ellen, it was. It was better than anything else PK does on I'll TV these what, days. I think people are starting to come around to our side of the street. Yeah. They're, 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 they're starting I think to people realize. are turning. I texted PK you boys. With, PK. PK the broadcaster is. The biggest bust in hockey this side of Nile, of Niall Yakupov. <laughs> That's a very, very good point. Who do you think is... Highest hopes, uh, huge disappointment. I, th I think that he's essentially become Tony Romo. I don't even think he hit with a I good splash. <laughs> there That's was a moment... Oh my fucking god! That's I'm true. Not he didn't have the highs of Tony Romo's also, entrance into the... Tony Romo world. clearly watches football. Like even if he if you get annoyed with him sometimes yeah, he like fair, knows okay. what's going on. That's okay, fair enough. But he, I think people hate both of them right now. <laughs> I am Tony Romo's. Big I'm also defender. finding out I that, uh, that out year three thousand is now. Uh, I'm finding out right now that year three thousand is a cover. That's what I was saying. Really? I didn't, know, I didn't oh, yeah. know that it was originally. Yeah, I didn't know that it was originally a cover. I just knew about it when it came out in Disney Channel like 15 years ago. Uh, anyway, in watching that interview, I was like, yeah. Uh, Joe's the cool. Wait, is it Joe is the cake by the ocean one? Yeah, he's not the cool one. Joe's the cool one for me. Joe, I, I'll tell you what. I wasn't a big fan of uh, of Joe and some of the stuff that was coming out post. I was gonna say, fuck. Are there allegations? Life. No, like not allegations, but it seemed like he was being a bit of an asshole after he broke up with Sophie Turner. That's I've heard people heard, heard people. Things. Was, so was he being an asshole or was he being problematic? Being an asshole and being like slightly problematic in like the stuff that he was seemingly leaking to the press. Ah, as, okay. As a way to uh, kind of gain some, some ground in the divorce. So as a therapy uh, going human, I do, uh, I do believe in like, if it's not harmful, if someone like in a breakup or whatever, if someone's mad at you or like they're allowed to be mad at you, they're allowed to be selfish, they're allowed to be unfair, whatever, like so you can be an asshole to get through what you need to get through. You can't be you can't get to the point of like so that they were not like. I don't, he's I doing don't, actual bad things. No, I don't think so. Or it was like from, he's being a baby. He's just being like he's just being an asshole. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not these. in that world, but like Nick Jonas is by far is my favorite Jonas brother. He also has like a couple. I don't think that he's the best musician. I don't know if any of them are good. Levels musicians. is incredible. Levels is incredible. Jealous is incredible. Levels and jealous. And again, have you seen Jealous with the gospel choir? No. He's not fucking doing a thing. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> it is amazing. Strong recommend. Uh, so that's uh, the breakdown of the stadium series. I kid. Uh, that was an okay game. That was fine. Whatever. The, uh, the Flyers just looked so bad. I know more people who went to that game, by the way, than went to the one yesterday. And 
The Rangers Islanders one was by far the better game. Incredible contest. The the Islanders have a two goal lead. Mm-hmm. I was gonna bet them in the third period. They have a three goal lead at some point. Was it? I think they had one? a three goal early lead, maybe early in the game, but they had a two goal lead in the third period, and the Rangers scored three goals in four minutes and eighteen seconds to win in overtime. Uh, this happened, by the way, because the Islanders are the only team that didn't wear a cute outfit entering the stadium series. And look, yeah, we get accused of doing a little grab ass on here. I typically, this would surprise you. I typically don't care too much about like stadium fits, entrances, blah, blah. If you're playing an outdoor game, you have to fucking do it. Yeah. You have to do it. So, like, that's kind of where I land is that, like, I like Lou Lamarillo. I like uh, his existence in the league. I think it's cool that some teams. That's interesting. He probably doesn't like you because he, he doesn't like anything. He, I, I guarantee he doesn't like me. He would have no time for my bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I like, I like different teams having something to them. Like, the Islanders being the no fun business under Lou. Whatever. I think that's, like, a something that you can say is unique about the Islanders but if you're getting into an outdoor game and I think I feel like the NHL should have told them this like you got to play the game when you when you get an outdoor game like this especially with every other team doing something cool like the Flyers did the Rocky thing the Devils did the Sopranos knocked that out of the park and then the Rangers I thought this was amazing that they showed up with like the in like the fire trucks and the old school police cars and stuff like that and honored the first responders like super super cool so i want to note there flyers or i'm sorry islanders it doesn't have to be fucking scooby-doo outfits right and like barney the purple dinosaur if you want to make it like not fun you could still make it good fire trucks they, fucking honor your uh, first responders police they should have reached out they should have like set it up with the Rangers where like one side yeah. was the NYPD, one side was the FD, FDNY. I would even say that it would be one thing if they were going up against a team dressed as Rocky and they didn't do anything because then there would actually be a discussion of like, did the Islanders make the Flyers look stupid by being like, Nice fucking dress up, losers. We're not doing <laughs> right. that. The it's like being the that, only kid that wore the, like a Halloween costume to to school one year, which right. I did, by the way, one year. I I didn't realize that my uh, elementary school did a en- enacted a no Halloween costume policy one year. I showed up dressed like Harry Potter and was like, "Fuck, what an asshole!" I you am. know who was the coolest kid at school that day? Me. You, yeah, for sure. That's way better. The, 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 all those other kids in that school. Not when you're in fourth grade though, and you're dressed like a fucking moron yeah, and everybody's say, dressed normally. I don't think he was cool that. Anybody. Nah, definitely not cool that day. But like, I would at least that. I at least I took a sw- swing without knowing it. Exactly. Uh, right, but but the worst possible one to counter or with which to counter no dressing up at all is other than like the troops would be nyfd nypd thanks all the first responders islanders what do you have to say i got a fucking like half windsor and uh i don't know my style's got this suit for me. Rough looks, but not worse than the look of uh, their play on the ice because they blew that. But a fucking walk-off Rangers win with all that fucking shit was amazing. It was. And, I mean, nobody came away from this weekend looking worse than the Islanders. Just both, like, literally. Their, their, their yeah. uniforms were horrendous. Just as bad as I thought they'd be. 
they just didn't play the game whatsoever. Like they they didn't do the the entrance thing. Their uniforms were terrible. They looked bad on the ice. Just no fun whatsoever from the Islanders this weekend. So way to go, pals. How do we feel the uniforms and jerseys played on the ice? A lot of them, especially the Rangers, we knew would have excellent street wearability. Mm -hmm. Uh, I must amend my initial thoughts on the Devils jerseys. I don't even remember what they were, but I don't think I said that they would look good as streetwear. Had a couple of friends there, posted pics wearing them. It was the cutest thing in the world. They looked they were fine. great. They were, they were just completely inoffensive. That's kind of where I landed on them. I still think that's true. The Flyers one, I will say, I think the Flyers uh, jerseys looked a little bit worse than I expected. Just because like, I feel like the black bar going across the back was a little distracting mm. for some reason. It was just like very blocky. And I hated the orange numbers on the back, mm. especially for a, a stadium series where you're, people are so far away. Like, Just make them black so you can actually see them. I will say Rangers knocked it out of the park. 100%. Rangers jerseys so looked good. predictably amazing on the ice. Maybe my, maybe my favorite Rangers jersey ever. I want to see them use those more. All right, can we get to my fix for the yes, stadium series? Let's do that. Because I'm not I, allowed to no. go anymore. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Keep you humble. <laughs> That's the fix. Is it really? Yeah. You get there and they say, this ticket's fake. And they like kick your ass. No. Uh, the helmets. I do not like the helmets. I don't. So the jerseys have huge numbers on the back, which we've discussed, I think is important. I like that. If you're going to have any chance in the stadium of seeing who the players are, you need those big, huge numbers. The oversized numbers on the side of the helmet don't fucking do anything. Right. No one can see that. If you're going to put numbers on the helmet, you might as well put normal ones because the only time they're going to be seen is on TV. Well, they did They did do like somewhat. No they weren't giant numbers on Some, the side. They were a little bit. They were bigger numbers. They were bigger numbers, but like you just, I, I'm not a big fan of just putting numbers on the helmets whatsoever, mm. like as like a decal. Right. Put them on the front. Yeah. Or the back. Grow up. Uh, yeah. And also they have the Sean. Can you show the uh, first couple of picks? They, so there, huge numbers on the side. We got, I do like those devil's jerseys. I, uh, I love the numbers on the side. I just want to put that out there. And the big ass. I like the logo. I, the big ass logos taking up the whole helmet, I think is so stupid. Give me oh, the second one. Like I love it. I love it. I like it for the devils. I just put it on both sides. I hate it for the Islanders. It looks so I like bad it for the, the Rangers. All like, right. It, it really depends on the execution and the logo. I, I think. like them all. I, for I an outdoor like game, it is inappropriate. It doesn't make any sense. There's nothing grounded in like outdoor games or that the history and tradition of playing hockey outside. That I'm says, gonna stop you right there. What? Because the stadium series isn't for that. The stadium series is for like taking new shots. I've literally heard that from the NHL. Is like the stadium series is an experimental uh, venue for the outdoor games. So and also it's a very football esque thing to do, and they play them in football stadiums. Right. Ah. And uh, like the winter classic, like the winter classic is reserved for like the rooted in heritage, rooted in history kind of we're doing throwbacks. If you look at the history of the stadium series and the uniforms and the things that they do there, it's all like sort of new, new. Those are always the hugest things. things. Yeah. Like Which I think is a very good thing. Like if the stadium series was pretending to be the winter classic and just like a, it would be stupid. It would be like a, like a newer team doing a faux back Jersey. 
So I'm glad they're doing like this weird shit. It doesn't always land, but I, I'm glad that there is an actual kind of arena for it. All right, Sean, let's continue with my slideshow. Can we get to the, all right, so this is how these helmets play, right? What I would do, and I'll tell you when to change it, Sean, is I want to incorporate toques into this whole thing because every other shot that they're not playing they're wearing toques, and yeah. I know that it's uh, U.S. President's Day, so I should be calling them beanies, but hockey guy that I am, I can't help myself. I think that you can affix some sort of like halfway toque thing onto the helmets that will make them look cool. Sean, upgrade me. That looks a lot better. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. They're still I wearing helmets, and it looks like they're playing an outdoor hockey game. Yeah, but I just I just don't know how you do it from like a execution standpoint. Yes. Next slide. How to do oh, it? Oh, look at this. You asked. Not planned. All right. DJ give me the, just knows how my brain works. Give me the next one. You take the you take some toques. <laughs> okay. I can get them online. They're like 35 bucks and then for $16 you could get the uh, like the buckles that are on helmets, and you just put them on both sides of that. You take them, up, put them on the material of the toque, put them on the helmet, and you just buckle them right in. They're not going anywhere, and it will look like you're wearing a toque, even though you're wearing a helmet. Okay, what's your confidence level in this actually being able to work and not uh, not go wrong? Because I if can't you, see if it going wrong. Like this could be a real uh, George Costanza New York Yankee Correct. situation. And I've thought where about that. The Biggest thing would be it could potentially slow the guys down a little bit if the snow from the ice is hitting the toques, sticking to them, getting wet, getting a little heavy. You can cut little slits, though, and really pin those fuckers down. And you are left with a better look. Let's let's see uh, the next one. The winners, the toque manufacturers, they're selling more. The buckle manufacturers... People would say, oh, I didn't know you could get those. And you, the fans, you could take a look at the before and the after. Drake does not like them wearing the normal helmets. Sydney Sweeney is very excited oh, yeah. about them wearing the toques. I and like that you have the emoji with the backwards hat and the lip bite. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of the best emoji. I wish that was a real emoji. <laughs> I know. Being able to send that on my phone would be incredible. All right. So uh, good work. Good, good. That's a good presentation, Sean. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we saw it in the KHL where they, that one goalie had the, the palm in his helmet. Well, so at I mean, the very the, least, you could do that. That would be fun. In the Heritage Classics, they let they, the goalies do we'll wear, wear the, the yeah. toques on top of the goalie, uh, the goalie helmet. So, like, maybe it is possible. But I, I just appreciate you and respect you for complaining about something and then coming to the table with a plan. That's unfortunately, that's how I work. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's better, not, it's I take to, an issue with this. It's, I take an issue with this. Or do you have 10 minutes? <laughs> but it's better than complaining about something with no fix. That's why they call me Joe Biden. That's right. That's why that's my <laughs> nickname. of how much you napped. What's uh, <laughs> I have been napping a lot. I tell you what, since I've, since we gotten back from Vegas, I told Sean last week, I was like, man, eating all those carbs in the morning, trying to get ready to do those shows. We were just like inhaling bagels and pastries and shit. I'm way out of whack. My my body is a nightmare. Right I'm now. no good in the morning. You know this. I got to stay sharp. I got to do water, coffee, nothing else. If I'm eating, then I'm just a dopey idiot. They call me Joe Biden. 
And uh, I woke up this morning, ate like three handfuls of uh, chocolate uh, Teddy Grahams. Jesus. <laughs> and who knows? And now like my stomach kind of hurts. So I probably won't eat lunch. And then I'll have something horrible for dinner and then I'll die. Nice. I, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm getting hit with like a little bit of the post-travel sickness. Sean knows what I'm talking about. Mm, Guy gets sick well. every time after we after we travel. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because I have started, like, I think I'm getting to the age where like I have to care about what I do to myself. Like uh, up until this point, How old I was, are like, you? 25. No, you don't need to. I, uh, you well, got a good I'm another five years. I'm starting to feel it though because I don't take care of myself and I get sick every time we work for a week straight. You don't need to care about yourself until they you're like 28. Franklin, they call him Franklin earliest. Delano Roosevelt. <laughs> Uh, get sick. Did want to talk about Yarmir Yager. Big, big weekend for costumes across the NHL. Not just stadium series, but also Yarmir Yager's um, c- celebration retirement, jersey retirement weekend. You said it as though it was like a c- uh, celebration of life. Where like, <laughs> yeah, was it a it funeral? Was it was. Uh, my favorite thing about this, by the way, is that, and obviously the Penguins retired his number sixty-eight. My favorite thing about it is that. They approached it with the, we're not retiring old Yarmir Yager. We are retiring second stint back in the NHL Yarmir Yager, where everyone was like, what the fuck is with this guy? And he used to have the crazy hair and now he looks old. Everybody puts on fucking mullet wigs. I'm sure there's a lot of old time hockey fans who are like, don't make a fucking joke out of this. Most hockey fans right now, their understanding of Yarmir Yager is that he's like an old, ridiculous man. And that's how they did this whole thing. That's how it would play well on social media. Penguins did it right. I think they did it as as well as any Jersey retirement thing that I can remember in recent years. Like, they made it an absolute party. It seemed like a weekend event. Like, you had Yager on the ice on Saturday practicing with the team, uh, just getting out there in the mix. He, like, hangs out with uh, with Mario and uh, and who else was he hanging out with? Um, Ron Francis. Uh, Chris Letang was very excited to Chris say. Chris Letang was in love with Yager yeah. Yager. So, it was just super cool. I felt like it was pitch perfect the entire weekend. And then, you know... You're right. They did. They did kind of like lean into the ridiculousness and made it a party, and that's kind of that feels perfect for Yager because if you had like this very buttoned up ceremony, it wouldn't feel like Yarmir Yager. He just he has so much fun with hockey that I feel like he would have he probably appreciated how much fun they had with that event. And I love that they wore the the uh, the Pittsburgh retro reverse retros. Just felt very very uh, just very very appropriate. That they did it. It was long overdue, by the way. I could not believe that Yarmir Yager's number was not already retired for the Penguins. But he's well, like how still can it be active. long? Yeah, yeah right. There's, right. Oh, there's always a lingering threat that Yarmir Yager is going to keep playing hockey. Another big part of Yarmir Yager's second stint in the NHL, I feel, is like uh, like the multiplicity effect. You had the traveling Yagers and guys who would go around with every Yager jersey. Pete, you've got a Devils Yager jersey there. Uh, one of my friends, who's not the biggest hockey fan, was like. I remember a few years ago, I was like, I'm going to get a Yager jersey. Like, I loved that there was this guy who was the best, and he played for a million fucking teams, and any hockey jersey you like, you can get in Yager, and everyone wears the wigs, and there's a million different Yagers. Traveling Yagers. And yeah, uh, I, I love that this was all kind of part of the celebration. I will say, now that he's retired, at 52... 
Yager feels kind of young. For the first time ever. That's because Yager he skated feel- with the Penguins. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Everybody else on the Penguins is he 52 pe- or older. <laughs> he joined the Penguins for practice, and I was like, huh. He's probably the youngest guy out there. Mm. The Penguins are so fucking old, man. Uh, you know, the the only way that I would have improved the Yager jersey retirement is if they had every team that he ever played for just come together and they were like, we're all going to retire Yager's number. That would be a great move. Everybody who had Yager has to retire Yager's number. I, I would uh, rather that be league-wide uh, retire than 99. It would, basically it would like just be really embarrassing for, for teams that had 68 available. They'd be like... Yager. Everybody had 68 available. For him to play for that you many never teams. never had Yager. Loser. Yeah, that's true. For him to play for that many teams and never uh, like run into a situation where he couldn't wear 68, pretty incredible for him. Uh, can you give me the sequence of Yager's teams? I did want to do a little, little test. Uh, penguins, obviously. Of course. Penguins, Capitals... Rangers took a break, came back with the Flyers. Uh, this went, is where it gets a little tricky. Went to the Stars, mm-hmm. traded to the Bruins. From the Bruins, uh, played two seasons for the Devils, then went to the Panthers and finished with the flames correct huh look at you perfect boy yeah i have have his hockey db yeah i was i saw you glancing at your computer (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I figured uh i was very suspicious when you said two years with the devil (laughs) (laughs) he played uh two and then at this deadline 22 games for the calgary flames only scored one goal retired yeah seven points it was a plus 10 that or uh, 10 penalty minutes yaramir bad boy uh i did have the pleasure of working with uh yaramir yager 2013 the Bruins famously thought they had Jerome McGinley. It fell through. They panicked. They had to trade for Yarmir Yager. And when he came in, the um, I remember a media relations person told me and a couple of the other uh, regulars on the beat, like, hey, he's not going to do like a press conference or anything. He's kind of been there, done that. Bless you. Thank you. He's kind of been there, done that. We're assuming he's not going to be doing a lot of media. And yeah, he has uh, like media obligations, but just like don't expect much from this guy. And we were like, all right, fine, whatever. He wasn't available all the time. He was a fucking pleasure. Really? I loved him. He, uh, yeah, he was. I, I know they were kind of trying to keep our expectations low. But he was way better than that. He was super nice. Uh, I feel like a lot of times the media didn't really bother with him. But I did a bunch of one-on-one stuff with him. And he was very, very friendly. I think he understood that like anybody my age or maybe a few years older was like in the thick of his first tenure in the NHL. Yeah. Like... Because it, it was just a very weird experience. Like, it would be like if like Mario Lemieux was there for some reason or if Cam Neely was still playing or whatever. So he was super nice. Uh, his logic and things that he did didn't always make sense. He would go out after games and just fucking skate by himself 
which was really fascinating because you would think this guy should be doing less. Yeah. But he would like skateboarding skates and then he would go do shit by himself after kind of an enigma in that regard. But, uh, during the playoffs, he dyed his playoff beard. He put just for men in it. The Wolverine beard. Yeah. And I asked him, uh, Hey, did you dye your beard? And he winked at me and I said, did you dye your beard? (laughs) And he said, Got to look tough and then walked away. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> what a weird guy. So that's the best relationship I ever had with a player. <laughs> amazing. Uh, do you let me ask you this question? Do you think that if this happened now, if if what chaos ex- or I guess what chaos existed in 2013, would we be able to get Yaramir Yager? Uh good question. I don't know. There's some things that we're working on, I got to tell you about after that involve some uh, retired players that okay. I think would be really fun. And I'm wondering how we'll appeal to retired players, some of which uh I know and some of which we have no relationship with, but think it would be fun and I think that as long as we tell them, "Hey, we've got this idea. You don't know who any of us are, but this is going to be a really fun thing for us. Probably not for you. You want to do it? I bet they say yes. I, I bet s- they know what podcasts are. I uh, My idea is I think we should get a retired player and do an interview with them like we would do like a normal player right now and have it be like a What Chaos throwback and we present it in an old style and we de-age the player. Okay, this is exactly... I'll tell you about it. You're, you're on the... A very similar track to what my okay. idea is. I love is. this. Uh, like pretending what chaos existed in 2013 and then like de-aging Yaramir Yager and doing like a like a 360p video would be awesome. Yeah. So you're you're like 70% to okay, what this, this uh, idea is. Uh, check out our trade deadline show, everybody. We don't know what we're going to do yet for the trade deadline, but we have uh, big things planned. And uh, it's going to be tough because... You're going to have a lot of shit to potentially watch during the trade deadline. I know that whatnots that are in the chat right now are for sure going to be watching, but we promise our trade deadline coverage will be as fun and loose, but also informative. You're not going to miss stuff. We're going to be on the computer. Sean's going to be monitoring stuff. We're going to have uh, extra people around. It's going to be a real fucking scene, and uh, you're going to want to be there. We've got a few weeks until that uh, comes for us. But do want to get people in the chat right now to do a three, two, one. Like Spike. Like Spike, like please. Spock. Like Spike. Like fuck. <laughs> like fuck, please. Uh, once the spike happens, we'll open this goddamn box from the Buffalo Sabres and oh, see what's in there. Right. What do we have for guesses in terms of what it? what's the best possible outcome for what's in this box from the Sabres? I felt the box. No... Uh, romance uh i felt it shook it and there's for sure a jersey or a sweatshirt in there it does have some heft i'm curious sean let us know when we get the like spike everybody in the chat please do the like spike so we can open this box and see what's in here and a sub spike if you're not yet subscribed everybody subscribe we need to get to uh this is very important we need to wear it uh Almost 3,100 subscribers. Uh, We need to get to 3,500 subscribers. Ideally by the trade deadline, but 
I'm going to announce right now, once we get to 3,500 subscribers, one way or another, we will give you a Columbus Pro Shop Wars. I don't know if that means that we have to go back and reshoot stuff. I don't know if that means we have to like script something, animate something. When we get to 3,500 subscribers, you will get Columbus Pro Shop Wars. So do what you need to fucking do. Tell people, get them on here, cut clips, say, oh my God, do what you need to do. You'll get Columbus Pro Shop Wars. Quick. Pete. You want me to open this box? That I box do want to give a quick shout out to uh, Matt Remp Rempe, uh, who made his uh, his debut for the Rangers in the Stadium Series. First player in NHL history to make a debut. He fought before the puck even hit the ice on his first shift, which, he respect, King. Uh, this is one of the funniest graphics I've ever seen in my life. NHL debut, uh, one second time on ice, five penalty minutes. I So I'm not impressed by that. Not to be a dick. I think it's cool that he did that, whatever, but... You just chose to fight. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's not like it's impressive. Like you scored but it's scored a goal funny. before the puck scored, it's a hit bold, the ice. It's a bold thing to do. I think it's hilarious. Uh, also, it's hilarious because he's 6'7", 240 pounds, absolute monster. And uh, Matt Martin said after the game that he's got a better reach than Zdeno Chara. And that's not true. I prefer <laughs> I prefer that the player make a play, not uh, not throw a hissy fit. All right, let's see what's in this box. But yeah, I just wanted to give him a quick shout out because I mean. Pretty cool to make your debut in an outdoor game, but I feel like that's kind of setting yourself up for disappointment. If I was an, if I was a player that had been looking forward to that game like forever, yeah, I'd be like, "Who's this fucking guy?" All right, here we go. Let's open. Uh, this worth video. noting, the Coyotes still have not sent uh, the. Or uh, we have not received the box that the Coyotes said that they will have sent. All right, let's see. We've got a magnetic a, schedule. A magnetic schedule. Off to a horrible start. Saberhood. Oh, we got a note. Uh, we got a note. Note's always nice. Oh, all right. Note says, on behalf of the Buffalo Sabres, I would like to welcome you to the Saberhood. If you are ever in Buffalo, we would love to have you come to a home game. You can reach out to me at and I'll get you set up with tickets. If you choose to post any of the gifts we sent, please tag Buffalo Sabres so we can share the post. All right. We got Saberhood in here. So it's a Saberhood sweatshirt. It just says Saberhood and there's no like Sabres brand. It's a thing that they've been trying to make happen. I don't fully know where it came from, but they there was Rob Ray was wearing that between the benches at, uh, during a game at one point. It looks like there's also a Saberhood t-shirt. Welcome to the Saberhood. And then there's a Saberhood coffee mug. Oh, so that I like. Add it yeah. to the collection. I Saber like all of it. It's all I'm, it's blowing my mind. But Saberhood mittens. Saberhood mittens are good. There's hand sanitizer in here. They just wanted to welcome That's you to the Saberhood. Wild. <laughs> a little mini hand sanitizer. There's what is this? What do you think this is? Air pump wine stopper. Whoa. Uh, so love the Sabres. Love Rasmus Dahlin. Love all our friends over there. Uh, Pete got clothes for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, uh, that is not at all what I was expecting. I never could have guessed that. I appreciate the Buffalo Sabres for sending this stuff out. I just, I'm very confused by all of it. Like, there's no, there's not a single Sabres logo on any, any of this? No, I, I, I genuinely don't know where this, like, how it started, uh, where it came from, but it's just like, uh, 
It's just like a thing they do. Welcome to the Saberhood. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm happy to be welcome to the Saberhood. All right. Well, I'm just that's, very confused by all of this. We're Speaking not at this. all stealing this idea from Dave Portnoy, uh, but <laughs> uh, teams, start sending us boxes and we'll open them. Yeah. I will definitely do a live unboxing for every team that sends a box to this. Preferably send it to the studio uh, and get everybody in the mix. Send here. it for all. Okay. So Pete. And I do this show. We do a show called Brunch. And uh, I always quite liked stuff being sent to us because with Brunch, I would get the cool stuff. I'm fucking miserable here. <laughs> and I would never understand why you'd be like, oh, how come DJ gets the cool stuff? And I was like, grow up, Pete. Well, I mean, fair is fair. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like now I'm finally on board with. Just send it to the all of us. Yeah, send it to all of us. I mean, especially with hockey stuff. The I, I was always uh, I was always a little jealous that you get like the movie merch because I can buy I can buy hockey stuff. You know how hard it is to come buy like movie merch mm. and a lot of the stuff that you got sent for like movie promo campaigns was like shit I'd never seen out in the wild and I was jealous. I know, and now I'm so now I'm finally ready to say. Uh, I should have shared that, maybe. <laughs> but I, quite frankly, I don't want to wear it. That uh, like I have no use for the Saberhood shirt that is too small for me. Mm -hmm. I hope that you wear that and that uh, we get all sorts of tickets. But uh, I, I'm brave enough to say now that Pete has received stuff just for him. Uh, send it to all of us. Just yes, to be please. fair, it's only fair. NHL teams send us shit. We gotta are, be fair uh, to Sean. We are being financially ruined by pro shop wars. And we like free stuff. People don't understand how I keep telling them I'm like, no, that is my th money. I think they do understand because we literally put the prices at the end of the pro shop wars. Yeah. And all that is coming out of pocket. All right. Well, uh, this has been a good show. Uh, everybody have a great U.S. President's Day. Don't forget to watch. Or family day. Yeah. That's family day. Thing. Don't forget to watch uh, your family day. Flames versus Jets. Yep. What a game. Oh, also, uh, there are implications if for that game because the Winnipeg Jets currently hold the Chaos Chain. We are back on top of our Chaos Chain shit. They're playing the Calgary Flames, which is hilarious that the Jets are holding the the, the chain because that's like probably the one game they've won. I was going to say, like, I didn't know that they'd won a game. <laughs> yeah, they took it from the Canucks on Saturday. So implications there. So Bad teams are beating the Canucks, man. Fraud watch. Brew, yeah. Big frauds. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.